You're listening to the Goodbye July podcast, episode number five. Have you ever felt like you're constantly working hard, but your pay just isn't growing to reflect your efforts? Or maybe you've prioritized cutting expenses, and no matter how much you roll back your spending, you still feel like it's difficult to make ends meet. Or maybe you've been in a comfortable job for a few years now and just haven't given much thought to a pay increase. In which case, that's not a bad spot to be, but you need to be aware of the fact that you're losing money to inflation. Whether increased pay is something you need yesterday, or it's something you realize you simply haven't prioritized enough in your life yet, navigating a pay increase can be overwhelming and intimidating. But the worst thing you can do is nothing at all. Today, we're going to talk about three decisions you'll need to make in order to be ready to secure a pay increase. We'll walk through your target number. We'll figure out whether you should stay in your current job or find a new one. And we'll decide on your walkaway number, the absolute minimum amount you're willing to accept before walking away from a job or potential opportunity. Once you've made these three key decisions, you'll have an action plan on how exactly to go about landing the pay you want and the evidence you need to convince even the most doubting of managers that you're worth it. Hey, my name is Jessica Tolar and I'm obsessed with all things passive income, productivity, entrepreneurship, and building a life where you make the rules. I'm a normal girl who took a free money class, asked a corporate executive how she retired early, and use that knowledge to build a seven-figure net worth, quit my nine-to-five, and now run an online business from countries around the world. I teach you the simple but effective secrets to building a life you adore. Think I'm special? No way. If I did it, so can you. Money, mindset, life hacks, hardship, growth, and planning are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as a weekly coffee date with a close girlfriend where you talk about the finance and business knowledge it'll take to make your dreams a reality. So take a seat, get comfortable, and prepare to be challenged and cheered on while you learn. This is the Goodbye July Podcast. This episode of the Goodbye July Podcast is sponsored by PureGrade Supplements. PureGrade is the all-natural supplement line that I use to get clear-minded, Stay energized, feel great, and make every day as effective and efficient as possible. PureGrade is offering 10% off exclusively for Goodbye July listeners. Just go to puregradesupplements.com and use the code GOODBYEJULY at checkout to get started and get your mind and body back today. Just real quick before we get started, I have something for you that you're going to love. It's a free resource on budgeting, and I know, I know budgeting may not feel like the most exciting topic, but it is the number one way to start on your path to mastering your money. There's no getting around it. It's just one of those things you have to do in order to move forward. But I've created a template that makes it much less painful, and once you fill it out once, the hardest part's over. Next month, you're only going to have to fill in a few of the blanks rather than create it from scratch. Seriously, don't put it off. It's not as bad as you think. And honestly, the longer you wait, the harder it'll be later. So go get your free template today at jessicatoller.com slash what's my budget. Again, that's jessicatoller.com slash what's my budget. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. I'd like to invite you to do some imagining with me today. Specifically, I'd like for you to imagine how it'll feel when you successfully start making what you deserve an amount that will finally allow you to breathe a sigh of relief every time you check your bank account. 
Not only will you get to release the stress you've been carrying, but you'll also have new means to free up some time in your busy life. Now you'll get to decide whether you'd like to hire a house cleaner for those areas that are never quite sparkly enough, a babysitter for an overdue night out, or a dog sitter to finally take that vacation you've been putting off. Can you envision that? Because that would be a pretty sweet place to be. With the pay that you deserve, you'll also be in a position to invest in those income-generating assets and set yourself up for a future state where you can escape the time-for-money trap that is the rat race. And with the right spread of assets, you'll be able to spend every single minute of your life exactly the way you want to. To help kickstart your journey, I've put together a free resource called the Ultimate Make More Money Starter Kit, and it outlines the exact method I've used to nearly double my salary. I used simple math to negotiate two pay raises, resulting in an 86% total increase in my salary when I was working in corporate. And the goal of today's show is to walk you through the three important decisions that you will need to make in order to be ready to land a pay raise. And don't worry, with the details I give you in today's episode and inside the starter kit, they become fairly simple decisions to make. Decision number one, what is your target number? What pay level is both realistic but one that you would feel great about? Decision number two, will you stay in your current job or will you find a new one? And decision number three, what's your walk away number? What's the absolute minimum amount of pay you're willing to accept before you'll need to say no and walk away? There are multiple pieces and calculations to each of these decisions that we'll walk through, but in case you're worried about missing any of the details, don't be. You can access my free resource, the Ultimate Make More Money Starter Kit, that includes all of this information plus additional bonuses like checklists, examples, and power words for your resume in the show notes at jessicatoller.com slash 005, or you can navigate directly to the starter kit at jessicatoller.com slash get a raise. Feel free to download it now and follow along as you listen, or if you're driving or somewhere where you can't look at a document, be sure to grab it after the show. Let's jump in. Decision number one, what is your target number? One of the most powerful steps you can take right now to start the process of making more money is to get clear on your target number because you need to know what you're aiming for in order to begin working towards it. This single step will put everything else in motion. At this point, you may have a few ideas or a general idea of what amount of money would be right for you, or you may feel stuck because all you know is that you need more than you have in this moment. No matter where you are right now, the following four numbers will help you hone in on the perfect target number for your unique lifestyle. Before we jump into these numbers, here's one concept you need to understand that will help you narrow down your target number quickly. Your goal in finding the target number is to find the sweet spot the intersection between these four things, what you're making now, what you need to be comfortable, what's typical for your industry, and the specifics of the job you are or would be doing. Now the first three are pretty simple, so let's run through those, starting with the first one, which is what you're making per year right now. This one's simple enough, but let's look at the specifics because what your salary or hourly rate is, is actually different from what's truly deposited in your bank account at the end of the day. And that's the number we want to look at. You may already know this number, or it may be as simple as looking at the deposits in your bank account for the last month and multiplying that number by 12. Or it may mean counting tips for the next week and multiplying that number by 52 to get an annual estimate. 
Whatever that looks like for you, just get as accurate a number as possible. The second item to consider is what you need to be comfortable. When setting your target number, you want to make sure it's at least enough to cover your expenses at your current standard of living, assuming you're not super duper overspending. That means it should absolutely cover your essential expenses like rent, utilities, grocery, car, and gas, and it should also leave you with enough leftover to do a few things per month that you enjoy, like eating out a couple times or maybe a massage. If you'd like an easy-to-follow resource to guide you, you can download my free budget calculator at jessicatoller.com slash what's my budget and fill in the blanks for an easy calculation of the amount you need to cover your current standard of living. The third item to consider when setting your target number is your industry standard. For this one, just do a quick online search for what's typical for the job you're doing or will be applying for. For example, if you're an assistant in Austin, search typical pay for an assistant in Austin, and to get even better results, also include the year. The fourth and final number to consider when you're setting your target number involves the specifics of the job you are or would be doing. And this one's a bit more complex, but in my opinion, it's the area where you really have the most leverage to get your pay to the next level. There are five job specifics that I recommend as the top ones to consider when you're seeking more money, and they are number one, commute. If you have to physically go to work in person, you should be or can at least ask to be compensated for your commute, whether you take your own car or public transit or rideshare, whatever it is, you can at least ask to be compensated for your commute. Inside my Ultimate Make More Money Starter Kit, you'll find specific examples and calculations to use depending on how you get to and from work. The second job specific to consider is any hours beyond or below your agreement. So whether your job is hourly or salaried, get an honest estimate of how many hours you put in compared to what you agreed on when you started the job. So if you're hourly, you can use the amount of hours above or below your agreed amount to negotiate better pay. If you're salaried, you'll generally be looking at any number above 40 hours per week. If you live here in the U.S., that's the standard. And you'll use that as a negotiation point for making more money. Again, the specifics are a bit too detailed to get into in this audio-only podcast. So if you want the calculations, download the Ultimate Make More Money Starter Kit at jessicatoller.com slash get a raise. The third job specific to consider is the retirement plan and match. Now, if you hear these words and you want to tune out because your company doesn't offer retirement, stay with me because regardless of whether or not your company offers this, you can still use that as a negotiation point for asking for more money. Inside the starter kit, I cover what to do if your employer does not offer a retirement plan, if your employer offers a retirement plan with a match, and if your employer offers a retirement plan but no match. There are indeed ways to use any of these situations to make more money. The fourth job specific to consider is the benefits. Whether your employer offers benefits or not, again, this is another valuable point of negotiation for higher pay if you're willing to put in the effort because this one requires the most heavy lifting. It all starts with a simple online search of benefits that are typically offered in your industry. And these could vary from health insurance to gym memberships and even cell phone plans. For example, if you use your mobile phone for work at all, even just to reply to emails or answer the occasional call from your boss, you can ask your employer to cover some of your bill. Inside the starter kit, you'll see examples of what to do if your job does not offer benefits, 
if your job does offer benefits, and even what to do if you're moving jobs. Again, this one can feel like a bit of a drag. Is it a tedious process? Yes. Is it worth it? In my experience, yes. Because instead of negotiating every single nuance on every single insurance item, I've seen employers just offer a higher base pay to cover any discrepancies, which can oftentimes go well beyond the smaller insurance differences. The fifth and final job specific to consider when setting your target number is your industry's standard base pay and inflation. It may seem obvious that this is one of the main things you should consider when seeking more money, but the key point here is that what was a great hourly rate or annual salary when you first started a job is different than what's a great pay rate one, two, or even more years in. So at least once a year, you'll need to check on your industry's standard base pay and current inflation for your city and make sure your pay reflects that or else you need to ask for it too. And the way you can know is just to do a simple online search for your industry standard base pay and inflation in your city once a year. Once you work through each of these five job specifics, I'll have you drop the extra compensation you should receive per year into five boxes aligning to each of the job specifics. For example, let's say you commute to work and after doing the calculations I outlined in the starter kit, you realize you should actually receive an extra $3,000 a year to cover the cost of driving your own car to and from work. So you'll stick $3,000 into the box marked commute. Whereas if you work from home, you'd put $0 in the box marked commute because you are not commuting to work. The same would go for the other four job specific items. Then you'll add up all five numbers to see the total amount you should receive in addition to your typical base pay rate to cover any potential missed opportunities within the job specifics. Once you've got that number, you're officially ready to define your target number. The goal in setting your target number is to find the sweet spot between the four bigger areas we've discussed right at the start of this episode, which were what is the intersection between what you're making now, number one, number two, what you need to be comfortable Number three, what's typical for your industry? And number four, the top five specifics of the job that we just went through. All that's left to do now is to decide where that intersection is and make sure it's a number that's both realistic, but one that you also feel great about. And then commit to that number as your target pay rate number. Listen, decision number one is the hardest. It requires the most heavy lifting and the most thought work and calculations. So if you need to, give yourself a few days to get through it. I typically recommend people work through it in three to four days. That feels realistic, but it's short enough of a time frame to where you won't put it off and forget to move forward entirely. Decision number two, will you stay in your current job or will you find a new one? Here's the good news. Decision number one is done. The hardest part is over, but you still need to make your choices for decisions number two and three. Here's more good news. Deciding whether you're going to stay in your current job or find a new one is one of the most exciting choices you'll make because once you've made it, something starts to shift. Your journey to making more money becomes more real and things begin to move forward quickly. It's a beautiful thing. Your decision may come to you in minutes or it may take a few days, but don't let yourself get stuck here. Your goal is to make the choice so you can move on to more important steps and actions that will create massive impact not only in your bank account, but also in your life. Here are three questions that might help you decide. Number one, do you love your current job? The truth is, if you move jobs, you're more likely to get a bigger pay boost. 
But if you love your job, that's priceless. And I highly encourage you to stay there and simply have regular conversations with your manager about pay raises based on performance, industry standard, and inflation. You can also explore other ways to make more money on the side. Are you a gifted writer? You could try freelancing. Do you love animals? Try pet sitting or walking on Rover. If you're super crafty, maybe you make an Etsy store. Don't underestimate the power of small payments from multiple sources. Also, as a bonus, check out an app I just found called Steady to look for more flexible part-time opportunities. The second question that might help you decide if you want to stay in your current job or find a new one is, based on your target number from decision number one, is staying put realistic? So now that you know your target number, you can decide whether it's realistic or not to stay in your current job. If your target number is much higher than what you're currently making, it's probably more realistic to let this chapter close and turn the page onto something new that's even better. But if your target number is pretty close to what you're already making and you might be able to hit it with just a small salary bump, then work on setting up a review with your manager, gathering the evidence you need to prove that you're worth that number, and making the ask, which we'll talk more about in a little bit. The third question to help you decide if you're going to stay or find a new job is, does your current job have certain perks you don't want to walk away from? Sometimes it's bigger than money. Maybe there are certain perks or benefits at your current job you simply don't want to walk away from, like, hello, unlimited time off and free childcare. And if that's the case for you, that's totally okay. But remember, if one employer is offering it, it's possible that others may offer it too. So don't let this one thing be a deciding factor without doing a little research first. Maybe your choice for decision number two looks something like this. Maybe you'll interview for three weeks, and if you don't find a new employer that will offer you these same perks, then your decision will be to stay put. But if you find one that will offer you the same benefits and will also increase your pay, then you'll switch jobs. Whatever that looks like for you, make your plan and stick to it. Whether you decide to switch jobs or stay put, I've included a list of 44 power words for your resume, professional profiles, and reviews, and it's waiting for you inside the Make More Money Starter Kit. It never hurts to have your resume and your professional profiles updated so future potential employers can find you and you'll be ready to make moves quickly if needed. And don't forget to snag a few of those power words to use in your quarterly reviews with your manager as well. Reviews are one of the most powerful ways to ensure you're on track to consistently securing pay raises, so don't skip this one. Once you've decided whether you'll stay in your current job or find a new one, get into the starter kit and run through the Make More Money six-point checklist. This checklist will ensure you take the necessary actions in either scenario to increase your chances as much as possible to make more money. Hint, hint, these are the six items that will help you make sure you're getting those regular fair reviews I just mentioned and that you're gathering the specific evidence you'll need to consistently ask for and receive pay raises. And last but not least is decision number three. What is your walkaway number? One thing that's just as important as coming up with your target number is deciding on your walkaway number. What amount of money are you not willing to accept in order to take on a new job or keep working at your current job? In addition to the number itself, think about anything job-related you've experienced that you are just done with. What are the things that you no longer want to experience again? 
And are those things 100% non-negotiables? Or is it for the right amount of money you'd be willing to continue doing them? If the latter, be sure to work that into your walkaway number so it's an amount that would make the situation worth it to you. Here's some examples to inspire you. I will not commute more than 20 miles unless I'm paid an extra X percent per year. I will not work nights or weekends unless I'm paid an extra X percent per year. I will not work more than 40 hours per week. Again, you can add caveats if you want. I will not work for a company that does not offer health insurance, and I will not work on projects I don't enjoy. Again, tailor these to your specific situation. If you don't mind doing these things, don't use these as your items. And if you have a certain dollar amount that would make these things worth it to you, add them. But if there's no amount of money that would make it worth it to you, make sure that you remember that that is your non-negotiable. So now it's your turn. Grab a notebook and write down what you will not accept in your current job or your next job and put a number to it and decide what is the absolute minimum amount that you are willing to accept from an employer. Make sure your final number is at least enough to cover your living expenses. And remember, you can download the free fill-in-the-blank budget calculator to easily calculate your current expenses and it is available at jessicatoller.com slash what's my budget. But most importantly, decide on your number and do not go below it, even if it means walking away from jobs you may like. I remember a time when an employer offered me a base salary that was higher than what I was currently making. However, they were going to require me to come in in person, whereas the job I currently had allowed me to work from home full time. And it was a pretty far drive. Once I did the math on the commute and looked at gas, time spent getting ready and driving, wear and tear in my car, and even the cost of what it would take me to buy the appropriate work clothes, I realized unless they'd be willing to pay me enough to cover those expenses, I'd actually be losing money by going to work for them. They wouldn't agree to that, so I ultimately declined the position. And I'm glad I did because not long after that, I found another opportunity that offered me even more money and allowed me to continue working from home, which is something that I personally enjoy. So here's the lesson. Letting go of what might seem like opportunities now is one of the most important things you can do to create space for even better ones. So don't skip this important step of calculating your walkaway number and be sure to consider all of the elements we've talked about. Here's the big picture. Unlike what you may have heard or tell yourself about making more money, it can actually be very simple to achieve with the correct steps, self-discipline, patience, and courage, and you are already on your way. I've given you the valuable steps to start taking to make more money, but now you have to find the self-discipline to take them, the patience to see them through, and the courage to ask to be paid what you're worth. And if you're like me, the last step will be the hardest. You may be thinking, why would they ever agree to pay me that amount? I'm not worth that. The work I do isn't good enough. Or if I ask for more money, they'll think I'm ungrateful. Or I'll be put on a blacklist if I ask for more money. And I'm here to give you permission to leave that imposter syndrome behind because if you take the steps I outline in the Make More Money Starter Kit and keep track of your success metrics over time while asking for regular reviews, you'll literally have the evidence to show exactly why you're worth your target number and the forum in which to make your ask. And frankly, whether they agree to pay you that amount, think you're ungrateful, or blacklist you is beside the point. Those things may not even happen, and they probably won't. But one thing is for sure. 
If you don't make the ask, you won't get the pay you deserve. One of the biggest mistakes most women make is that they don't ever make the ask because it's uncomfortable. Well, let me share some tough love my friend in HR at Google gave me the last time I hesitated making the ask. She said, do you want to avoid feeling awkward for one day? Or do you want a pay raise that will positively affect your life for years to come? And I don't know about you, but I'll take the latter every time. The fact is, if you want a simple way to make more money that doesn't involve picking up a second job or learning about investment options, all you have to do is know your number, gather your evidence, and ask. In fact, asking to be paid what you're worth is the single most powerful and strategic way to make even more money moving forward. If at some point you want to add investments to your financial portfolio later, your higher base pay will serve as the backbone to your overall strategy that allows you the extra cushion to fund those income-generating assets. In short, it's an amazing time to make more money by asking to be paid what you're worth. Stick with me and I'll show you what it takes to move from feeling overwhelmed and anxious with your money to moving into becoming a confident, money-generating powerhouse, one who knows your worth and has the courage to ask for it even when it feels uncomfortable. Don't forget to go download the free resource that accompanies this episode, the Ultimate Make More Money Starter Kit, so you can put pen to paper and work through this over the next three to four days, step by step. You can access the starter kit in the show notes at jessicatoller.com slash 005 or at jessicatoller.com slash get a raise. Thank you so much for joining me. Here's to a bright future where you make more money and you're always paid what you deserve. See you next week, and until then, work less, live more, and keep on chasing your wildest dreams. Congratulations on finishing another episode of the Goodbye July podcast. If you want more, head over to jessicatolar.com slash podcast for show notes and any resources mentioned in today's episode. Don't forget to rate the show, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode, and share it with a friend. I believe in a world where we're all financially free, so let's help each other get there. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Goodbye July podcast.